Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Healing from Harmony Hall. Uh, I'm delighted to be able to speak to you today Margaret Denmead, who's a great friend and brilliant hypnotherapist, cognitive therapist, and qualified in nearly every other sort of energy work known to man. We're going to launch her fantastic new series of hypnosis CDs. And hopefully she will share with us some stories about her life, adventures, and her methods for dealing with this massive shift of consciousness from fear, anxiety, and addictive patterns to conscious, fearless, compassionate behavior. And to get ourselves into the spirit of it, I'm going to play a wonderful song Be Who You Were Born To Be by Lucinda Drayton, who is another great friend of both Margaret and mine. As always, I anticipate that there will be great healing for everybody, and it may well turn into a therapy session even for me. I'll probably start by sharing a story about how life could have been so different for me if different choices had been made on my behalf. So don't forget to write in to info at healingbyfrank.com, Frank with a C, if you have any questions for either Margaret or myself. And we will go to work on your behalf. I'm also very confident that I'm going to be able to persuade Margaret to play one or two brilliant tunes herself.
my dad apologised to me on the ferry going home the last time I got lit with them, and he said, uh, I, I feel very bad. The decision, you know, that I suppose I have to take responsibility for holding you back. Um, you were very young, and we thought it was the best thing, but it really wasn't the best thing, and I felt very bad about it since, and I was like, so how old was I when you made this decision? Well, you were probably going on four. And... Uh, <laughs> I just hopefully I've pulled it all together a bit since then, you know, against all the odds. <laughs> and it's like, well, well, yes, I suppose you have, but I, I still feel bad. It could have been so different. Uh, I was going, uh, how? how could it have been so different? Would I want it to be any different? No. Uh, you know, because I was young for my year, mm. I held that. I could be like a stronger, yeah, you know, stronger suit in the year behind. But oh, it's a terrible mistake. I lost concentration. <laughs> I know all that now. I've done that before, actually. <laughs> so let me just ask you a, a most important question: the making of those CDs, because obviously it came at the end of a like a what five or ten year period of doing one-to-one sessions. Yes, I suppose for me there was a realization that you know the likes of fear of flying, smoking cessation, you know, even a relaxation CD, anger management. There was just, there was, these were the the the, the topics that kept coming up yeah. time after time again. And for people who bought them, it was a reminder as well of what the session was all about. Oh yeah, you know, I remember this. I remember you said this and, and we came to this conclusion and and just having the CD there it just gave them that sense of, um, you know... It just reminded them who they were, what they were up against, exactly. and how to handle the immediate yes. situation. So, yes. Would you say that as a hypnotherapist, your plan is to sort of download all the negative conditioning has led them to the problem in the first place, and then put affirmations or different behaviours in place? Or how would you describe your your methods? for dealing with people. Okay. If we were to look at the the whole fear of flying, for example, let's yes. take that one. Mm. A lot of people who come to me, you know, it's the fear of being inside an enclosed space. For others, it's the fact that I can't smoke a cigarette when I'm on an aeroplane. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the fear of being out of control. And I deal with a lot of this stuff on the CDs. Yeah. And I just help them to relax. I bring them through the whole process from getting up that morning to relaxing and being prepared to go on this beautiful journey that's a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> totally you forgotten know, in the heat it's, of it's the trauma. Totally <laughs> forgotten. But, but, you know, this is what it's all about. Uh-oh, and yeah. uh, And enjoying the journey to the airport and seeing the airport differently yeah. uh, rather than, you know, this whole, oh, my God, I have to go through uh, police checks and and what if all this happens? And this yeah, whole fear, it's, it's a whole fear. And for the majority of people, they've never been in an aeroplane crash. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, these invented fears yes. in their projected heads. Projected Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and it just... You know, it guides them through the whole the whole journey on the plane, and that's the fact that the staff are amazing. You yeah. know, on the airplane, the stewards, stewardesses, they're they're great. And do you think it sort of stands for a general problem that lots of people have of actually enjoying their lives? So even something like a holiday, as you say, 
remind yourself this is a holiday or in the case of giving up smoking or managing your diet it's like this is an investment in in my life this is a positive investment in my life most people are very focused on just coping absolutely the thought of giving up a cigarette they're 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 in fear they're stressed out about it so you know i have to get to i have to to relieve that stress that anxiety from their system before yes. they can even attempt to consider giving making up a different choice making a different choice you know, when I say to people, you know, well, you're telling me that if you breathe in this smoke into your mouth and down into your lungs, yeah, that you're going to better. you're going to feel totally better and you're going to sort out everything and everything's going to be great. But I need this. Yeah. And when I say that, they go, "Oh, really? Does uh, sounds does it totally add up? Does it? <laughs> now I look at it in a new light. In a new light. Yes. Yes. So you sound like you're potentially quite quite tough. And I've actually, <laughs> I've, I've myself put myself through this uh, hypnosis program. I would have said a realist. Yeah. But you can call it tough. Uh, no. But it, in reality, it doesn't sound like that. But it doesn't, it's not experienced like that. Because when I came, it was like a fantastic instant relaxation to, almost on a physical level, to bring peripheral activity that your mind's busy with. You get back to sort of centered. That seems to be the first bit of hypnosis. Yes. It's not. It's not a lost in you know, the swinging of uh, a medallion or anything <laughs> that people might have thought hypnosis is about. It was about just settling the energy down. Yes. And then looking at the past triggers in a neutral way because you could observe them from this kind of quiet state without the anxiety yeah. in the system. Because when you're in a state of relaxation. You're not, you know, I mean, as I say to my clients, once you can bypass the conscious mind, the conscious mind is rabbiting on all of the time with a load of thoughts that are not even relevant to the situation at the moment that you're in. They're just loads and loads of thoughts. So once you can get to the point where you relax the body, relax the mind, then you can access the information that you want and focus on that bit of information yes. and then put it into perspective. Yes. And a lot of it is from the past. Loads of beliefs from the past that no longer work. Yes. And until you, you sit in this moment as an adult and say, well, I suppose I can understand why I would have thought like that when I was young, but it's not working for me now. Yes, you can look at it compassionately. Absolutely compassionately and say, well, what would I like to do? And of course, you might have fear about the uncertainty of the newness or or change. Mm. But if you take small steps, you can create the change in a way that doesn't need to have so much anxiety attached. Yes. And then you get the feeling uh, you only need kind of small successes. A small to success, get yeah. absolutely. And it's not about you know a lot of the time, if I'm in this place of smoking and I think I want to get to to being smoke free, it's almost like it, it, there's too much anxiety until you get to the point where you go, oh yeah, yeah, I realise that this was in the way of, of giving them up, and I believe that about giving them up, and and when you when you demystify all of that. Yes. And, you know, you, you realise, oh, my God, I can manage all of this. Then yes. it's easy to be able to say, ah, yes. Yes. Ah, I let the cigarettes go. Yes, I can. You know, or, or yeah, of course I can get on an airplane. You're not immersed in You're not immersed in the anxiety yes. and the, the fears of what could happen because you can see, no, 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 I'm totally in control. 
Yes. I'm the one, you know, I'm, I'm the one making the decision to get on the plane. I'm the one making the decision to just allow myself to relax, to know that there's toilets on board, to know that there's food. There's nothing. That, oh, there's no yeah. reason for me to need to get off an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, I'm mean, anyway. <laughs> I'm not flying it. Thank God, the pilot knows what he's doing. He's had thousands of hours of experience. I, you know, so I really true. don't need to know. Although, <laughs> having said that, I have flown from Belfast to London a few times, and they definitely get the backup planes that might have already done their time. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes with the door in between the cockpit and the passengers, not the hinges gone. Oh dear. <laughs> And that caused an element of anxiety, I admit. Does it? I held it together. But I held my breath, I think, for the full 45 minutes. But at least you could see that they were flying the plane and they knew what they were doing. No, there was no one there. No one there. Okay, okay, there was somebody there. But... I wouldn't like to be sitting up there not having a clue. I am so delighted these guys know what they're doing. And I'm actually quite happy to sit back. Yes. Because my whole thing about when I get on a plane, I know I'm going on a holiday and it's like, okay, give me that glass of champagne or red wine, sitting on the plane and I'm settled into my holidays now. Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing as well about when you start to recognise that people have mastery in their field. I mean, it's, it's lovely to watch. I mean, sometimes someone who's a really good driver, you just uh, be in the car with them or watch them do their thing or if they're needlework or piano or guitar, whatever it is, it kind of puts you at ease and reminds you of the, the joy of living, that people reach these sorts of levels of brilliance. And I, th- I think that one of the things that your work with you leads to is self-mastery, you know, and that's a really nice goal. Yes. That you're, you're making decisions around here. You're setting goals for yourself that are benefit you and everyone else and your family or their, their family you know, for clients. Yeah. So, but if you think about what you were just saying there, somebody who, you know, if you're sitting in the car with somebody who's driving really, really well, the reason you're relaxed is because they're relaxed. Yes. And it's, it's getting to that place of relaxation within ourselves. And I think it's a different thing because uh, with this program, it, it's based in Florida. Fantastic. And, uh, so there's, Hello, um, everybody in Florida from <laughs> Ireland. Greetings from Ireland. <laughs> Brilliant. There's, there's a, there's, so there's a lovely mix of different nationalities listening. Great. And I think in America, there's um, emphasis on success and being, being effective, being good at your job, holding on to your job and excelling or however it might take shape but but there's a lot of uh, identity wrapped up in it and a lot of you know good healthy uh, attitudes like um, you know work ethic and uh, self-respect and you know, yes. talking well about what you do and being good at it and so relaxation could have a negative association with letting that kind of slip yes and the stress could be mistaken for staying on the case yes and in Ireland it would be different because people are are different here. They have actually a more relaxed um, attitude to, to what they're doing, but they're not able to relax because uh, they think that, uh, that relaxation is illusion. Yeah. You know, if you're going to keep it real, things are serious right now. I need to be stressed about money, about this, that, and the other, because that's what's really happening. Yeah. Don't kid yourself. It's about relaxing right now. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. So it means different things to different people. And yeah. I think what... What your um, CD does is, is to remind people that stress everywhere across the globe is acknowledged as like the number one killer 
you know, if you've got any vulnerability in your physical, mental system, it's going to be exacerbated like mad with stress. Yeah. And so the relaxing is, is not just, oh, this would be nice. I'll just have a bit of relaxation here. Yes. It's also work. It's also a, a program, isn't it? Yes. It, you know, as I hear you, you speak, I think of so many people that have come in to see me. And, and I've had it myself where I was brought up with the attitude of, don't sit there for too long, you're lazy. Right. You know, so you, it, I, I didn't even know how to relax because it's like, oh my God, I can't sit. And I grew up with a sense of, anxiety all of the time. It hit me one day that every decision I was making had a sense of anxiety around it. Yeah, urgency. Or, yeah. ha, you know, uh, um, and I was nearly afraid at times to make decisions and mm-hmm. uh, was it the right decision? And when I realized that, I was able to go, no, hang on, I need to drop this old habit mm. of anxiety, a permanent anxiety in my system. Yes. And any decision that can be made can be made from a neutral space. So it's yes. an awful lot easier to to make decisions when there's this the, the, there's not this awful sense of about oh, to blow it. Yeah, am I yeah, <laughs> am I about to blow it? Well, yeah. I've already blown it. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. And um, it's neutral space. I mean, that is like my favorite uh, favorite goal. And for a lot of people in that's even highly charged because they because the world up until now in a way has been divided into people who care and the people who don't care and so for the people who care a neutral space of thinking what's going to happen am i just not going to care about anybody more no one's going to care about each other we're just going to be like sorry i'm a bit (laughs) neutral about this right now and the people who don't care um, are so neutral they're not engaging any compassion towards anybody's situation but I I totally, like you, believe that neutrality is what's called for in the sense that nothing is personal. Yes. So you, you look at what you're up against and all your uh, all the anxiety and you realise that you've personalised something that's happening as your own and run with it and made all your decisions from that coloured perspective yes. for the rest of time. So yes. you're kind of on the run. and So neutrality is, is a mixture of objectivity you're no longer taking things personally and kindness to yeah. self it's, it's kindness yeah. to self but it is also a case of what is happening and what is it that i i would like to happen you know when i take the emotion and any drama out of it there is only right now what choices am i making or and can i let go of um all of the what is could is should is and what steps would i like to take mm. For to allow this to happen, and it wasn't enough to even take a small step because it was like, no, that's not enough. No, 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 I need to be doing the. the I, I want the end. Yes, thing happening right now. Absolutely, but I, I love the idea of steps, and it, it, it kind of brings me to what I've been dying to ask you about, which is your major trip of this year. Yes, taking time out so you could take your own steps yes. and not just retrace the same ones from your lovely place down to your. You know, Lovely town, <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 all the interactions and the and the uh, life and, and business and friendships you built there, and uh, you took yourself off on the Camino way to take yes. 
quite a lot of baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, there were steps. My but, feet were killing me, but it was just amazing. But yeah. before um, before I ask you about it fully, I'd love to. Do you remember what song you played? The first song you played when you were out there with your lovely little oh Martin goodness. guitar. <laughs> we yeah. can maybe have that. More than likely, moon dance to get them all going. Moon dance. Because it was, it was almost yes, yeah, yeah. It was late at night. We'd all share dinner. Yeah, it's probably not much dancing going on. Uh, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> <laughs> all up, uh, looking at each other's blisters. <laughs> yeah. We had, we had, we had common things. You sore? I'm sore. Yeah. We'll play tunes. We'll have That's a, really you know, nice. people from all over the world. It was amazing. Yeah. just to. Uh, and even if they couldn't speak a language, speak English, speak English or whatever, or whatever yeah. we, we still managed to communicate. Well, you'd always be able to communicate. So well, if you have a beer <laughs> and you have dinner and you have music, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you've got a, definitely an open face. But we have, to, we have to wait until we're on telly now to see that. <laughs> for the moment. Uh, but I'm going to pause for a moment and then we'll see. Um, we'll get that guitar tuned up. I'm I sure it's absolutely well. good and ready. But just in case it isn't, hang on a second. Right. Marvelous night for a moon With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Need the covers of October skies All the leaves on the trees, they are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heartstrings that play soft and low and all that magic, magic seems to whisper and touch. And all that soft moonlight seems to shine in his blush. Can I just have one more moon dance with you, my love? Can I just make some more romance with you, my love? I wanna make love to you too I can't wait till the morning has come And I know that the time is just Straight into my arms you will run When you come my heart will be waiting To make sure that you're never alone There and then all my dreams will come true There and then I will make you my own
have. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that's great because... A session live on air. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> all singing, all dancing. <laughs> Five seconds. I could get do ready. with bells and whistles. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> Not much to ask. No, no. But um, I was just thinking about that uh, Michelle Shocked album that she, it was all recorded around the campfire with just an acoustic guitar. So, because wow. uh, you were a bit worried that it might not sound too good, but I think it sounds absolutely brilliant. With no microphone, no, no PA system, no, <laughs> no reverb. <laughs> That's Harmony Hall, it's got great natural acoustics. <laughs> We're relying on them wholeheartedly at the moment. <laughs> but uh, no, that, thank you, that's absolutely mm. brilliant. But uh, you must tell me, tell me more. Do you want to put that down, or are you happy just to sit sure. there? Sure, I can. Because I, I will definitely be calling on you for other requests. <laughs> and I know all of Margaret's repertoire, so I... <laughs> oh, thank heavens. <laughs> probably won't let her away without all my favourites anyway. Just before you went, we were in Tenerife, and you got a foot injury while dancing salsa. <laughs> Uh, doing like massive amount of spins at high speed and bare feet, and you know nearly lost a leg in the incident. And then a week later, you were going and yes. you persevered. Yes. It's obviously part of the part of the the potential sabotage to taking the steps Absolutely. to look after yourself and look yes. within. And so, how did it pan out when you when you got there? Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're so right. I mean, I I know the week before I went, I was going, am I prepared for this? You know, I mean, at that stage, I was thinking of I might get the 800 km's done. All sorts of fears came up, but yeah, you know, I, I made up my mind. Damn it, injury or not, I'm going. Yeah, so this is. I I don't know. Suddenly, know if everybody would know what the Camino is, but yes. it's um, it's a walk between France and Spain. They say it's a pilgrimage. And you walk over the Pyrenees. You start in Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port in France. And you walk right over the Pyrenees into Spain. And it's about 800 km's. And, and you get your, your thing signed. Your, your Compostela to say that I have done the Camino. Brilliant. Uh, and it was, look, I mean, it was, it was totally amazing. Um, for me, I started in Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port. And I walked over the Pyrenees. Now, I mean, it was June. And there was snow when I was there. There was rain. There was hailstones as we were walking over the Pyrenees. And heat. And, well, there was heat in, in, uh, at the start, but once we got onto the Pyrenees, freezing. Um, it was freezing. And yeah. uh, needless to say, with a rucksack on my back and a guitar in my hand, I was going, what on earth am I doing here? <laughs> but it's amazing. Everybody else is saying the same thing. <laughs> so... And when I got, I didn't even realise, I mean, there was no border. I, I was expecting I'd cross over a border between France and Spain, and there was nothing, you know. I was in Spain, and I'm going, oh, my God, I'm in Spain. I chose to stay in, in the hostels along the way because I felt that you meet, that's where you meet all the people. Yes. That's where you have great conversations and, and and get to know about people's lives and, and some are, journey, you know. Yeah, some are walking on their own, but I remember you saying that there were some sort of father and son teams or father and daughter yes. teams. Sort yes. of a kind of coming of age quality I, time, or yes, what was that about? I, I, I met one. I suppose is he a reverend? I don't know what you call them in, in America, but uh, a father and a son. And his son had come. He was just come to the age of sixteen, and he had decided that he was going to walk the Camino with his son. He wanted to talk to him about life, and it was a great opportunity for both of them. Absolutely, and just such an amazing man. 
very inspirational and uh, and so funny as well. You Brilliant. know, we'd, we'd, we'd some great chats and, and uh, just... That's another understanding as it happens. And, yes. and, uh, and everybody's on this journey for their own reason. Yeah. You know, we're, 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 you know, we're all walking and... Um, and a lot of the time, you know, you, you'd meet people along the way and you might you might keep walking, but you're all at different paces. Yeah. So uh, other people were saying, right, listen, you know, enjoy the conversation. Maybe I'll catch up with you the next stop. And uh, and you walk this journey and you're in your own thoughts. You're, you're, and sometimes it was struggles. It, it was um, that hill is, just looks too high or my feet yeah. are killing me. Or the and it might be 10 kilometers the next pace. You know, absolutely. There was times you'd reach a hostel and you're you're tired. You might have done 25 kms that day. You're tired, and they could say, "Listen, there's no room," and it might be another five kms to the next place. Mary and the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I know what she went through. <laughs> Mine was a bag on my back, <laughs> and I felt it at times, you know. And so you then you'd have to literally walk on you'd another keep five kms. Keep walking until you get to the next hostel. And was there, there was a mixture of, I mean, it's, uh, of people who were just sort of doing it as an exercise because it's a kind of a hiking challenge as well. It's 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 a hiking challenge. I I mean, there's some you know at the start I met some people who wanted a few drinks and we had an old session along the way and it was great you know and they might, have, they might have a hangover and they might <laughs> you know, and have a lion up and, but hang on a lion was seven o'clock in the morning no <laughs> that was it that, that was a lion you had to well you had to be gone out of the hostels you know you were nearly kicked out at a certain time and why do you think it's not like 10 or 11 o'clock like any other hostel no I, oh, that's it the next group of thing. people are coming in you know <laughs> but oh. you know after a, a, a few days of that I realised I can't walk and have a few drinks and you yes. know <laughs> and party and, and, and you can just do it you know and have a revelation uh, every yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. and so I decided uh, I realized that there was only I only had a limited amount of time I once I got over into Spain and I had done 150 kms Brilliant. I the next stretch from Estella um, to Astorga was going to be flat and I had made up my mind I wanted to do the hilly bits so I, that's when I said I was going to leave this particular group and I got a bus to um, Astorga. And and it was great because I, I, although there was a certain amount of separation anxiety because you'd met these wonderful people yes. and you'd great comrades, great, yeah. you know, great chats and, and such like minds. You know, here I was starting out with a yes. new bunch of people who might have been together for... Um, you know, a few hundred kms, you know, but I thought, no, no, I'm going to do this. Yes. And um, and you just fit in very quickly because we're all on the same journey and we've all got the same aches and pains and, and, and you know. It's funny because um, just when you're, when you're saying that, all the different people you travelled with, and uh, I was even talking about um, about you earlier and a, and, a, and a previous journey you've been on because you've been on this, Spiritual awakening, for one of a better way of putting it, for I don't know, fifteen years. Yes. And um, and I always remember you talking about um, one journey where you went uh, simply with Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but a you true know, story. It's true. It? Yeah. Absolutely true. I mean, okay, I was born and raised a Catholic, but at a certain point, um, I realised a part, a deeper part of me knew that God isn't going. I'm not going to go to hell. 
I, I don't just I, I realize God isn't going to give me free will and then go ah oh, you know what you did yeah that was wrong that was wrong and <laughs> you know and, and I can understand my parents I, I understand that that's what they want and it's great and they get great comfort from it mm. but my belief systems have changed and and yeah. that's all has happened here but I do still see Jesus as a master teacher just like Buddha they're yeah. all great they were great teachers. And I've always felt um, just a connection. And I remember one of my first trips abroad, it was to Canada, and I wanted—I was going in search of the Native American Indians. Amazing. I, had, I was on that path where it was all Native American Indian stuff that I was living Drawn and to and loved to. it, yeah. And I remember going there, and I, I said, right, Jesus, you're coming with me. It's me and you on our own. I'm going off in search of Native American Indians. I have an idea where they might be, but I... Because you wanted to learn from them, or I wanted to learn. I wanted to to yes. to, to meet some Native Amer- real Native American yeah, Indians, you yeah. know. So anyway, I arrived in Toronto, and um, at the same weekend there was there was a dance weekend of yeah. of dancers from around the world, and you could learn these. And of course, you know, it was Toronto, so I wanted to go and find Native American Indians. So <laughs> I remember, and you're very focused. I give you that. <laughs> Uh, Native American Indians are dancing. You know what? I can do both. Uh, I'll tell you. You're so good at multitasking now. Uh, but back can, in the day. Uh, back in the day. And <laughs> and I remember I also brought a book with me, and it was the Conversations with God book. Oh, um, yes. They were great books. Walsh. Uh, uh, Neil Donald Walsh. Yes. Sitting outside this coffee shop, and I was reading my book, and next minute this, this guy from Toronto came over, and he said, oh, it's a great book. You know, and uh, he said, do you mind if I join you? And, and, of course, we got talking, and eventually I said to him, Look, I have this strange request. I would love to meet, meet Native American Indians. Do you have any idea where I might find some? <laughs> so he said, look, you need to go down to Spadina, and there's a friendship centre there. Um, only thing, I, I, I'm not so sure I'd go on your own. Yeah. But, you know. So I remember saying, listen, thanks very much for that information. And in my own mind, I was going with Stephen Jesus will go. Yeah, I so like it. I was going down. I got onto the tram. And I was going down to Spadina the next day, and I said, "Right, you know, if I meant to, if I meant to get off at this stop, let it happen." So I got off at the stop anyway, and uh, and I go to the Friendship Centre, and of course it's closed, oh. and it's a Sunday, and I'm going. Well, friendship isn't allowed. Yeah. On a Sunday, <laughs> as far as I know. So next well, minute, this <laughs> Indian guy comes around, and uh, and he says, "I said, excuse me, I said I'm looking to meet some elders." And he said, um, where are you from? What do you want? So he was, there was a, I, I observed a little bit of hostility, but you look, from Ireland, I was going to chat anyway. And uh, sure, there was always, you know, something to gain. Love, love, love. love, love. <laughs> so after a while, we chatted for quite a while, and eventually he said, I'm going to bring you over to a door. He said, there's a load of buttons on it, and I want you to press the button. And if, it, if you press the right button, um, I will organize to let you in. Oh my so God! So I'm here, suddenly go right. Jesus gives a hand here now here because you know, and here I'm walking around the back of this building, going, "What am I at?" Yes. Here I am with this strange man walking around. And I go, okay, fair enough. Let's go with it. So yeah. I went with it, walked over to the door, focused, pressed a button. This woman answers, and he said, I'm "Looking for the elders," and she says, "They're downstairs." So anyway, she lets us in, and I walk in, and they say, "We were expecting you." I like it. And they were having their a Sunday. few of them. Yes, a few elders, a few different tribes had gotten together for the Sunday morning. And 
I had just the most beautiful experience. They were so fantastic, you know, beautiful. Now, in the midst of it, of course, this guy who had brought me in was gone. You know, he he had left. He he just wasn't on, on for staying. And they said, look, you know, he's he's... He he wouldn't come to any of our meetings anyway. You know he he's drinking a little bit and he just he wouldn't be interested. So, of course he left and 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 the thing here, you know, we'd spent time and and they had shared their food with me and had a beautiful experience. And I said to them, "Is there any way I can thank him?" You know. Yeah, because he was a big, he was, part, he in was a big part in that yeah. You know. So anyway, I leave there and I'm walking down to Bedina and next minute on a bicycle he comes towards me. I like I'm going, wow, cheapest Jesus, there's something going on here, you know. Yeah. So he comes up to me and I said to him, um, thank you, my God, you know, is there anything I can do for you in return? And at the time, the, um, the racing was on, the car racing was on, and he said, I'd love to go there. He said, but I wouldn't be allowed in. And because said, of it being Native American Indian? At the time, being Native American Indian, um, he just believed he wouldn't be allowed in. And I said, look, you know, you're coming with me. So the two of us head anyway, and of course, you know, I said to him, now, you know, he's looking, they won't let me in. And I said, say nothing, just come with me. So um, we walked in, ended up walking, and I just kept walking and walking and walking here, follow me. We ended up at the, uh, where the cars were on the finish line, oh, walking into that door. <laughs> now, he was jumping around the place with joy, and it was just, you know, I mean, that was just one of the experiences, you know, I mean... I could keep talking and talking, but another thing that happened to me while I was there is that I wanted to go to the Niagara Falls. And I had, wherever I was staying, it was, it was too far from getting a bus. And I didn't realize any of this information. But oh, anyway, what happened was... I was, was it a matter of hours away or minutes away? Um, oh, it was hours away to oh, the Niagara Falls from where I was staying. So I, I happened to to um, go to reception and said, look, how can I get to the Niagara Falls? And she says, well, realistically, right now, Not taxi probably costs $250. And I said, oh, my goodness. But anyway, look, I need to get there. I've, I have to find a way of getting there. So I go out the front door, and I turn around to a taxi driver, and I said, look, how much to Niagara Falls? I, I need to go. And next minute, out of nowhere, this woman arrives over and says, look, I'm not going to let you pay that kind of money. I'm going to drive you there. Now, here is this woman that I have never met from Adam. Don't know her from Adam, but she had said, "No, I'm, I'm, I really want to take you there." You know, so I mean, these are the type of experiences I have when I take this master teacher with me. Yes, and so in a way, what you're taking is um, trust and faith. So faith. Knowing that I'm going to be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And and any time I do, it's it always works out that way. And sometimes I forget when I'm caught up. Um, there was times on the Camino when I was walking along and I was caught up in the struggles rather yeah. than the joy of the beauty that was around me, the yeah. people that I was meeting, the just the miracles yeah. that were happening all around. I was caught up in the struggle of my mind of how difficult it was or... Yes. Um, well, actually, you know, that might not have been yours because there's a definite element of penance. On this to, Camino, yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, and also the people you were interacting with had their own... Well, obviously, their own stuff going on, but, uh, yeah. you know, the, the lads that were very motivated. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's a very human rather than divine uh, intention. It's like, yes. let's do this. Let's yes. be fit enough. Let's be ready. Yes. Let's get this 
let's get this done. Absolutely. Uh, which is, let's see what happens. It's a different energy. A different energy. Well, I mean, the first group that I had met were all about, come on, let's just go, you know, we'll enjoy, we'll have fun, play some tunes, have a few drinks. <laughs> And of course, when I left that group of people on the Camino, I ended up meeting a very motivated group, as you said, and they were doing 50 KMs a day. They were doing the Camino in 21 days. That's 800 KMs in 21 days. You know, you're exhausted thinking about it. Yes, thinking about it. And I wouldn't walk further than one kilometre without my horse underneath me. I'd like to know. I'm hugely impressed. I would have loved a horse underneath me. I'll tell you, at times I'd have given anything for anything underneath me. A ground was looking good at times when we sat down. A rocky stone. But of course, you know, to have met this group that were like, no, we're doing 50 kms a day. And I noticed that part of me that almost got into, yeah, I can do it, I can do it. Yeah. So I was still in the struggle. Yeah. I had gone from, you know, a little bit of struggle about um, not being, finding it difficult to get up because I was having a couple of drinks and I was with uh, yeah. a group of session players to still finding it difficult to get up because yeah, I was wrecked and, and wrecked, my fitness yeah. was up. Yeah. And it was only when I stopped and said to the lads, look, you're going to have to walk on yourselves. I can't do another day of <laughs> like 35 this. to 50 games. Yes. I, I need to do it myself. I need so, to walk with uh, and and just in tune with yourself at your own pace. Yeah, at my own pace. Yeah. And what uh, I love about that is that it's almost like literally a path from the old paradigm to the new paradigm. Because the old paradigm was about pushing things through yeah. and about defiance, which you've definitely talked about before. Oh, that yes. a lot of our motivating forces, like now, I don't want that sort of injustice. So I hate to see people victimized or. I, I really want to, I can definitely achieve this because I, I, I'd like, as a woman, to be as successful in this area as a man or whatever they're like, go for it. Yes. And it's, it is justified and it is it has its place, but the yes. new energy is one of allowing and accepting. And an awful lot of great stuff happens even then. Yes. But uh, it's funny because you were up against all the unconscious behaviours yes. and the conscious pushing behaviours before you could find your equilibrium. Equilibrium. And and in finding the the equilibrium equilibrium I had to come to the place of walking and noticing the old thoughts that were arising. And they were just a habit. The ones that were saying, you know, I, I my feet are really killing me and, and you know, I, I'm I'm tired and I might necessarily be tired, but there were it's almost like I was looking for any thought that could justify me getting off, getting yes. getting off the mountain, getting out of there at times. Right. You well, know. that that's just really totally. I had a sort of that's a teenage thing, yes, isn't it? It's very much like I wish I'd never been born. Why do you have me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I did, and and the getting away from yeah is another thing that I'm sure ninety nine point nine 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 percent of that wasn't yours, but. Yes. People are desperate to get away, and they get they want to get away from their normal lives. They want to get away from their history. They want to get away from themselves yes. or their nearest and dearest. Absolutely, and, and that is who is it? Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, he's always saying uh, the striving away from the present moment. Yes, and that that's what's happening there. It's yes. and, and at worst, it's it's very self destructive yes. because you want anything. To get, you're almost wishing for an accident. Anything to, to, to get out of it. <laughs> yes. But what was great was when I came to the point when I was walking along and I was, I was step by step and I was becoming present with myself and 
and I and I'd notice the struggles come in and I'd say, Okay, no, that's just a bad habit. That's just an old habit to to stop me in my tracks or to stop me from um just enjoying this beautiful walk with yeah. gorgeous sceneries. I mean, when I was in struggle, the head was down and I was walking along, I was seeing nothing. Yeah. Uh, I was hearing nothing, yeah. and apart from the old soundtrack, the old soundtracks that were happening. So yeah. the moment I I hear the soundtrack coming, I'd go, no, no, I'd allow that to go. Now it mm. was it was almost like a part of me was watching and hearing and seeing the old me in my struggles yeah. and saying, you know what, it is all okay, and it's okay just to breathe and allow that to go and focus on the beautiful scenery or okay. talk to somebody yes. that can distract me from my struggles. Interesting, and yes. and equally for them, you know, it was it was like, oh great, this is great as we're walking along, talking pulling about each other out of your solitary of, struggle, a solitary struggle mm-hmm. at times. Well, I think that's that's probably a lot about what your your work is about. And whenever I've listened to your recordings or or talked to you, you you're so willing to be present, uh, just even in your sound of your voice, that you are pulling people out of their solitary difficult experience, yes. and that is a really it's a very special gift. I mean, it's, it's uh, and uh, and luckily you're able to apply it for yourself as well. You pull yourself out of struggle as well. Well, I mean, you know, um, you really do have to practice what you preach. <laughs> and yes. it's an it's um it's a journey. It's there's so many areas of our life, whether it's relationships and work and money, and we struggled with all of it over periods of time. Yes. And we might manage to solve this area of our lives you know maybe it's the money area and I you know, get your head around all of that and then you realize oh I have struggles here with relationships and then you move from that to struggles with something else and yeah I think it just comes to a point where you realize oh it's just a little thing arising and it's oh. okay to let it go and it's okay to let that go and it's I'm not getting as caught up in it all and the other way I I love that you process things is is through music I mean yes. what, I was just thinking of, of all the songs that I know you play, and uh, don't try and deny it. No, <laughs> <laughs> all depends on which one you want. <laughs> um, it, I think it's Dido. Thank you. Oh yeah, uh, yeah because yeah, that's a definite case of yeah. someone who allows herself to be distracted from the struggle of yeah. you know, getting wet and having a rubbish day, <laughs> and you know whatever else happens during the course of the day, and then she lets the the love in her life, or her partner, whoever's greeting her. Yeah. <sighs> but she's all all right yeah, after all. It is all and right. And lets herself be pulled back into a state of gratitude yeah. by by someone around her. So yeah. I don't know if I could persuade you. I mean, I don't want to put you under undue mm. pressure. Would you be willing to play it first? Yeah, I'm not feeling the love right now. <laughs> 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 Hang on, you are deep down. Go on. You get all the okay. nice I could... Um, uh, so... You have to, you have to obviously dig deep. Oh, deep, deep, <clears throat> deep into your heart, and or do you like, like a sip of water or something? Right. Uh, now, do you know what? When you're playing tunes, sometimes you need a glass of the old red, red stuff. stuff. <laughs> Cold down once and why Got my heart better off The morning rain clouds up my window I can't see it all Even if I could 
it all be great. Your pictures on my wall just reminds me it's not so bad. It's not so bad. I drank too much last night, got bills to pay. My head just feels some pain. Mr. Bus and there'll be hell to pay. I'm late for work again. Even if I'm there, they'd all reply. I might not last the day. Then you call me. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing because we're talking about how to um, <clears throat> realizing your own potential and getting the governance of your thoughts so that you're no longer governed by fear and you can just choose to do anything. And Mags was saying, oh, no, not just anything, like anything at all, like fly a plane. <laughs> and we suddenly realized the risk of her own hypnosis that she might have just talked herself into it. <laughs> I think I can really do this now. I think okay. I think I'm ready. <laughs> no training hours. No experience. I'm just going to do it. What I'm going to do, um, just for everybody, and it's uh, again, I'm going to be trying to multitask because each week I try and do like a, a mass clearing for yes. um, healing for everybody who's listening. And the one thing that you were saying is uh, is really coming up for people in the recession and however that's taking shape in different countries is anxiety. The yes. people operating from a place of anxiety that's like a ball at the pit of their stomach or in the solar plexus or wherever it's manifesting that is stopping people speaking and acting from a place of heart or, yes. or from, courage. From, and from any place. I mean, when I noticed my own stress and anxiety, it was in every cell of my body. It was physically, you feel the aches and pains in the body from it. Yes. 
you know, mentally, it was mental processes that had anxiety and uh, yes. almost one thought running into another, ruminating. And, and if you stop to look at it, it was like, how did I get to that thought when I was thinking about this in the first place? Yes. So the stress and anxiety is in every cell of your body. And how can you live a normal life? How can you, you know, you, you, you think about anything when you're operating from this place? Yes, and I had recognised fraud, because I, and I had recognised I'd been living like that almost all of my life. Yes. And, you know, even though I was on the spiritual path and, and I was learning all of these new things, underneath all of that was that stress and anxiety that I nearly felt I was brought up with. You know, yes. my father uh, would still every now and again say, you know, when you were young, good slap didn't do you any harm. And and all it is, but well, I've got over it now. <laughs> Four and decades later, there we go. <laughs> well, it affects the confidence, affects the self belief, yes. and it gives you. It, it gave me growing up that um, that critical way of thinking. You know, yes. I was hard on myself. I was hard on on others, and until I got to a point, thank heavens, yes. <laughs> where I was like, none of this is working. I need to strip it all back. <laughs> Fine, there's got to be. And I know I went from both sides. I went from being too harsh, uh, you know, almost critical, at times almost feeling like a bully, into a victim, into extremes. Until yeah. I got to a point where I was like, hang on, none of this is working. Yeah. What is it that would really work for me? When you have you have practiced a lot of great navigation through different times as well, and I... I've always, it is like my favourite story of yours. <laughs> What's she going to say now? Oh, <laughs> oh dear. But, but Margaret has, um, you know, comes from a very musical family. You might have heard a glimpse of it there. <laughs> um, and they all have different instruments and deep interest in traditional music yes. and have been playing a long time. And one of uh, an elderly uncle was in a, a home for many oh. years. And sometimes the whole family would gather and uh, enthusiastically bring their instruments and entertain the whole, anybody who wanted to come in the yes. home. And it was very heartwarming. And it was just one of my favourite things, how Margaret trying to be inclusive and be who she is uh, as a professional uh, counsellor and, and be aware, you know, as an energy worker and be a family member and to take part in that that yes. scene. And... and the one time she went up, there was a little old lady who may be short of one or two marbles. Or... <laughs> well, no, in fairness, most of the people in this home have Al Alzheimer's. So right. she definitely... So, bless um, her, you know, I mean, in, in fairness, there was weeks where she was just fantastic and with it, and other weeks, you know, and she wasn't. Not so lucid. But usually I'd go up and, and, you know, we'd all be playing away, and I'd say, does anybody want to come up and sing? And I'd call her up and say, come on up and sing, and she'd get up and... She might sing the, the verse and she might sing the same verse again and she might but it didn't really matter if she sang for twenty minutes the same verse, it didn't matter. But know. she always insisted. But she as insisted, well. oh she insisted on coming up when <laughs> you know. But there was one week I said, Are you coming up to sing? And she looked and she went, Absolutely not. You're get, getting paid to do it. I'm not. <laughs> and she just and of course we we don't get paid to do it. But <laughs> but it was just the moment that she was having, you know. But you know, I mean speaking of Alzheimer's, my uncle that was there, he was a drummer and a baron player. And while he couldn't remember who we were, while he couldn't remember his wife and his children, he could remember how to play a baron. Which and is an Irish it's drum. It's an Irish yeah. drum. Yeah, yeah, it's an Irish drum. And it amazed me that here is this creative side of us 
yes. that is still in there. He could still remember how to play this drum, mm. but he couldn't remember our names or who we were. And I just, and which is why the music is just so amazing. To if you give that to them, they could. Some of them could remember the song words. They they mightn't From remember. Fifty years ago. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And they, but they, and they could they could sing and and they could enjoy themselves. I've really believed that for a long time. That that Alzheimer's is um is actually caused by that we have so many. Are roles that we have in life so it's like your wife and your mother and your daughter and your name is and you do x y or z yes. and you can keep it together and live up to those sort of expectations and that kind of structure of a reality to a certain point but as your physical body becomes more fragile uh, or vulnerable that's where how they think sometimes things like uninhibited behavior comes through or or forgetfulness because you just can't hold it all together. The whole story, yes. you can't hold the story together. And that's all it was. Yes. But the essence and or the the creativity or the heartbeat of the drum or whatever it is, yes. was still is still a guiding light back to himself. And yes. I think we have we have ways now through this, through music, through energy work to come back to the self. Yes. And so we don't have to fear the old structures falling away. Yes. I agree. It's funny. I remember being at a session once, um, and there might have been 15 musicians there, all playing different instruments. And I can safely say the majority of the people at the session were not on what we want to call the spiritual journey or the awakened or, you know, they weren't into the stuff I'm into. into. Yeah. But the one thing I noticed that I might, we might even know what tune's going to come next. You could be on a roll with a load of Irish music and, and one tune leads to another. But you might know. But we were all so in tune with each other's, our beingness. We were all on one. Now, they didn't know that this was arising. But it's almost like you'd, really, you'd know what chord, even if you didn't know what the tune was, even if you'd never heard it. Yes. We were so in, in one with each other. Yes. That... It was almost like we're all ready. we were all we were there. We were ready, ready. We were ready to respond. And it was it ama- It was it was just a moment that I had where I realised you can still be one. You can yes. still without necessarily being aware. Yes, and and it no. shows the link between awareness and and being able to listen yes. without fear. So all those musicians were probably confident enough. Yes, uh, that they weren't worrying. Am I going to be able to get this? They yes. were all the fear is out the way, yes. and they're actually listening. Ah, oh, a, yeah. Ah, oh, hang on, yes. Yes. I know that. Or uh, it's literally that uh, that filter of fear that you're not going to be able to do something yes. or. But they were or totally present. Yes, totally present. They were totally present, mm. and and when you're present, it's like as if everything, all of your senses seem to open up. Yes, and you're in that joy. We were just having. There was great joy, and, and you could see us all getting giving into it. Loads and giving it loads. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, you're all welcome to Ireland if you're listening. <laughs> Come well, over. I was just going to say that for some people, even talking about music, you go, oh, no, I don't play an instrument, or oh, I can't sing, you know, or they've got this going on, they think they can't participate because they haven't got their their what, their party piece or yes. their, their skill that is a social or a social one, they might just like fishing and that's that and don't try and put me under any pressure. Yeah. But it's actually not like that because in this, this oneness, you know, it could, if it was fishing, it could be oneness with uh, with nature, 
whatever it is, even if it's totally remote to you at this time and you're not a musician, you don't even listen to music much at the moment, that doesn't mean that that always has to be the case. It means that it's just not an area that you have explored yet. Yes. And I, I love to see the journey as a total expansion. So if I suddenly decide I'm deeply interested in um, mathematics, maybe I've blown it, maybe it's too late. I wasn't that strong in mathematics. And then, but, oh, no, you're, and you're, or whatever it is, it, it doesn't actually matter. You don't have to work through anything. You can just say, well, I'm exploring that right yes. now yes. and you can do it any way you want that's the great thing about oneness is that you you all you have to do is to remember that all of it is available to you yes do you know it's funny as i'm hearing you talk i remember a guy who came in to me to give up cigarettes yes and uh he was in his 50s and he said i've always wanted to learn the banjo and i said to him what's stopping you and he said oh no i'm too old i'm too old i'm too old and i said you're never too old. As a matter of fact, if you took up the banjo right now, there's a good chance you'd pick, up a, a, pick it up an awful lot quicker because you'd apply yourself. Yes. Whereas when I was handed a guitar at the age of eight, I was like, I don't want to do this. Don't make me, yes. you know. And I had struggle around it. Now I'm, I'm so glad I, I persevered because it's a great instrument and you can take it anywhere. But, of course, you know, he was in that place of, oh, you know, and I said, look, look at it this way. You're saving 70 quid a week in cigarettes. Within a month, you'll have about 280 quid, maybe 300, because we're not allowing for the days you'd have extra. That's quite embarrassing. Um, so at the end of the, like, you know, within a few months, even if you just saved up your money, with the money you've saved from cigarettes, you can buy your banjo and you'd still have money for banjo lessons. Mm. And he did. And did he, he took it up. And uh, I got a phone call um, after a while. And he said, yeah, I've taken it up, but I'm doing okay. And I'm just taking my time with it. But, <laughs> you know, here was somebody who just needed somebody to say to him, why can't you do this? Yes. That at any age, you're doing this for you. This isn't about getting out there to perform for everybody. This is about, I would love to play, play the banjo. Yes. For me, that's all. Yeah. I love the sound. or like sound, and I, yeah, and, and I, I love the tunes. And, and, and why not invest time? I mean, if you think about it, if it takes five minutes a day, or five minutes, I mean, to, to smoke a cigarette, yes. and you had, um, say, 20 cigarettes a, a, a day, day. Yes. Um, what is that? Five, two, five, and that's 100 minutes. Yeah. Um, so that's, what, an hour and a half at least? where if you weren't smoking, you could be practicing your banjo, you'd have all that extra time to yourself to do whatever it is that you want. Mm. That is time well spent. It's time well spent. And it's also money spent on something that that if it's it's something you want to do, there's a bit of excitement. So as you give up cigarettes, you still have something to look forward to, a bit of excitement. You have a new focus. Yes. So why not? do these things that you've always wanted to do. Age is in your mind. <laughs> um, and if you if you were advising people to how to let go of the the memory that maybe is blocking the progress on giving up cigarettes or even coming back to an instrument, because lots of people I speak to, they you know, quite accomplished, whether it was art or dance or mm-hmm. playing an instrument or any number of enjoyable things that they were into, and oh, I haven't done it for ages. Mm. I'll probably be a bit rubbish now. Yes. And uh, but it's how would you? Um, what would I suggest? Yeah, you know I I can talk from experience because 
like that, I, I played music and then I went on to college and I did music there for a while. And then I got married and I stopped playing. And I stopped playing back then because my husband wasn't into music and, you know, so, you know. There's we, no encouragement there encouragement. either. No, and, and I, I, of course I stopped. Ten years later, um, I decided part of my soul is missing. But there was a part of me, I, I, I wanted to, to, to go back to this. Now, the struggle that I had was that I knew I was good when I was going to college and I, I had learned all of these pieces of music and I practiced them. And, I, and, you know, as a female back then, I was thinking, yeah, you know what, you're pretty okay. You can handle so yourself. I could, totally. Uh, yeah. But the problem that I had was I'd be starting again. And I was comparing myself, starting back out, and my fingers would be hurting and I'd be trying to relearn and would I be as good? And I was trying to compare myself to when I was doing it full, you know, time. full time to here I am starting out again. So it kept putting me off doing it. Uh, I'd take up the guitar and my fingers would be killing me for a little while and then i go, oh, no, 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 no. So there was all of these struggles until eventually I just let go of the fact that I, you know, it, it'll take me a little bit to get back into remembering some of these tunes. It's going to take a little bit of practice, and you know what, that's all okay. Mm. Having patience is important. With yourself. With ourselves. Because, you know, sometimes the older we get, the more we go, I should be happening now, instead mm. of, it might take a little bit longer, and that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. If I even took the guitar up for five minutes, it's better than not taking it up at all. Uh, absolutely, and that, and it's it's really nice because uh, when I'm thinking about your, my idea is always to come back to stillness, come back to myself and and peace of heart. And you talk about coming back to peace and joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, for for many people, it might it might be quite an unfamiliar idea, you know, that they that something as if it's a coming back. You always think you might be going forwards to towards yes. it, yes, but actually it's always inside. And yeah, and to be kind to yourself in recognizing opportunities to come back to peace and joy through whatever medium suits you. Yeah. One of the ways where you really developed self-expression in in recent years, and probably years ago as well, but you've really gone for it in the last few years, <laughs> is the dancing. Yeah. And I and I, I I would love you to to sing the Phil Linnett, the Thin Lizzy song, uh, "Dancing in the Moonlight." Oh. Because yes. partly because it's so quintessentially Irish. But there you go. He's such an Irish hero. It's such a gorgeous song, and it's really what life's all about. Now you're talking. Um, falling in love and uh, saying, "I'm just going to dance one more song." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, let's see now. Can I? <clears throat> yeah. Now that I'm on the spot again, <laughs> remembering those chords. Um. <laughs> We're dancing in the moonlight. 
I shut up from home by day. I won't get out till Sunday. I'll have to say I stay refreshed. Oh, but it's a habit. Worst formants. When the means justify the end, we're dancing in the moonlight. You got me in the spotlight. It's alright, it's alright, we're dancing in the moonlight. On a long, hot summer's you are it's just brilliant just brilliant and uh, I mean I've played guitar myself I'm very distinguished but you notice that no, I'm not I actually think we playing need to tune off of you actually <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but we have had some discussions that one day I'm going to have to branch out from my one rhythm and I I think that every song fits in perfectly nicely <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> when I branch out and I'm totally ready I'll be here. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll make sure that you're here. <laughs> a little bit of Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. I can't remember what they said about him. <clears throat> Let me think. They said his guitar playing was like liquid gold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> I don't know if that's... I mean, I, I don't want to ruin necessarily that experience. <laughs> I no. no, that's absolutely lovely. I was thinking just in a way to kind of to finish off, to to get an idea. We've talked about there's the, there's the fear of flying, there's uh, giving up smoking, yes. there's relaxation. Mm. I know there's one about sexual problems for yes. men. Men and women. Uh, men and women. And women, yeah. Two separate ones. Two separate ones. Interesting. And then what are the others just so we have an idea of the spectrum of things that you've tackled in that series sure the other you know thing that I've noticed a lot with people is anger so like that I put a CD together on anger management I'm trying to think now off the top of my head yes. there's uh, well, yes, that, there was one on healing your heart to find a balanced relationship so um, with the um, idea being just to heal it's to heal ourselves I yes. mean how can you you know it's very difficult you can't find a balanced relationship with somebody else unless you have a balanced relationship with yourself and yes. and you know and, and like myself I, I've been through relationships and you you notice that every relationship you keep repeating the same things over and over and over again yes. it might be with somebody who seems different mm-hmm. but you keep repeating the same problems over and over and over again um, habits behaviours, yes, beliefs reactions that you bring and reactions that you bring from one relationship to another. Absolutely. And until you get to a point where you can identify what it is that you're doing that's not working. Yes. You Sometimes you think when you've been through relationships, right, I need to be more discerning and not do this, but definitely do that. So you kind of say, you need to tick some boxes before yes. you go down a certain road. But actually... You've come to very much to the conclusion that it's not about that. Yes. I mean, I, I know myself, 
you know, I ticked all, I wanted guys who needs to be taller and handsome, intelligent, successful, and I had this and little box. spiritual awareness. Oh, spiritual yeah, awareness. It was yeah. a bit like, no, hang on, that's a prince charming, and, you know, I'm not really quite sure. I think that's the fairy tales. And he might uh, well have a shadow side. Oh, <laughs> not that no. you have. Oh, sure, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So there was a realization that there was all of these boxes, and and I'd meet guys, and I'd go, oh, he ticks this box, this box, and this box, and this box. Fabulous, I'll go here. But then I was I was ignoring some of the important things that really weren't working. The dynamic in the between, dynamic between us, people, the, yeah. But because he ticked some of the boxes, I was I was ignoring. It's like you know that illusion that comes in with all of us that says, no, 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 I'll ignore the fact. Now I'm, I'm only using this as, a, as an example. It doesn't bother me. But you know, after a while, where he doesn't fold up his socks or or yes. you know things are lying around the place, we just wash up after himself. The toilet, or, so it's causing a sanctuary nightmare. Of, where, <laughs> yeah, and you ignore. <laughs> but you ignore all of this stuff. You should go. No, that's fine. It's fine, it's fine, because he ticks all the other boxes. Yes. And there comes a point with everybody. I mean, of course, the man would have would be, I'm sure he's there going, well, she doesn't do this, and she doesn't do this, he's and she doesn't lazy. do this, and she's whatever, yeah. you know. So we have that. We all have this going on. And once the honeymoon period is over, there comes a point where it's like, I'm not putting up with this anymore. And that's when this the struggles start to come in, you know. Yes. You don't have the same patience for each other. You... Mm-hmm. You, you know, well, and you hit a bit of a brick wall. You hit a bit of a brick wall. And so, did you think it? Did you end up thinking it's that uh, just staying present to yourself and someone else Absolutely. and see what happens? But when you, if you listen to each other, um, anytime there's an argument, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's one person saying, "This is. I'd love you just to hear this. This is how I'm feeling about the situation right now. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It's just." You know, and it can come across as a, in, as a form of anger, but underneath it is hurt. It's underneath it is, this is what I'd like from you. Yeah. And I, I'd love you to hear it, but I'm trying to express it in anger. And I know now you're reactive, and, and now we're both in this angry, reactive situation. Where is it? If there comes a point, if we can just stop and say, what is it that you're trying to tell me? And without me becoming reactive, how can we meet each other's needs yes. within all of this? And listen to each other listen without each other emotional charge. Without emotional charge. Oh my goodness. You know, never going to happen, is it? Oh, we're working on it. We're working on it. I'm sure it's going to happen. We can forget ourselves, though. Come on, we're human. Yeah. At and the end of the day, we're human. Yeah. And, and, and we can get lost. We can get lost. Keep coming back. But if we can come back to it, if we can yeah. take responsibility. Like, yeah. all I have to do is take responsibility for my part. Yep. And enjoy, a, enjoy the journey. The and yeah. You know, and I do think when we have a life, when we have our own life, and we're not dependent on somebody else, like I do know part of my journey with guys was that I needed them to fulfill some of my happiness. Yeah. So I lost myself in relationships. Yeah. And now that I'm realizing, you know, I do have a life and, and I enjoy my own hobbies and and he can have a life and enjoy his own hobbies and we can together without yeah. insecurities. Without yes. fearing you, two timey or fearing, you know, grow apart we'll grow apart. Any all of those. So yeah. leaving all of that outside the door, so that you can remain, in, yeah, in fact, yeah, and and that way, when you do, you'll notice the old stuff arising. You can go, oops, I'm not reacting there now. I don't need to react in this situation. Yes. And just sort of smile to yourself and think, oh, my goodness. Oh, God, I've up, moved oh, on from there. Oh, thank God. I'm not doing that poor man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Woo, that old one. <laughs> oh, just in the nick of time. Oh. 
But you no, know, that's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And I, I think does it be? I'd like to say thank you for your massive contribution to uh, happiness and oh, thank <laughs> and, you so uh, much. And thank entertainment you. on uh, on lots of levels. And totally appreciate your ability to. I mean, not laugh at me, but I mean, laugh at yourself. Yeah, we can both. We just, I love, I love the fun and and the joy out of just yeah, moments. Just seeing of, what happens in yeah. in terms of the insights as well as uh, it's very refreshing. Yeah. I um, I'm sure I will be calling you back in to discuss other important matters. Oh, uh, uh, great! Thank you. Say thanks a million. Well, and thank you to everybody for listening. And yeah, and uh, best of luck with, with the CD. So Thank it's a you huge so achievement. Now I'm yeah. new to sound engineering myself, but I've got my whole three weeks experience, so ah, I can talk from there. It's <laughs> and, great. Uh, it's great. So you must have been through months to get that um, that together. And, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, the difference for me was that I went into a recording studio, and thank God some guy in there knew what he was doing. Yeah. You know, you it's had to learn teamwork. all of this yourself. So <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. It, it it sure was teamwork. <laughs> I just went in and did my bit. Yeah. It was great. Thank you for having me here. Well, it's absolutely brilliant. And if anybody wants to investigate any CDs, contact me. It's probably easiest at the show and we can take it from there. Lots of love and uh, speak to you next week.